You're listening to This QPOC Life, a podcast that looks at the world through the lens of a queer person of color. We strive to be a safe and inclusive listening space for queer people of color. We also have a variety of views and opinions, so please leave yours on our website, thisqpoc.life, on our Facebook page, or send us a tweet at thisqpoclife. Help us build this QPOC community. While you're at it, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Spotify. Just look for This QPOC Life on your face platform. And finally, don't forget to check out our Patreon page. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron of This QPOC Life. You can invest in this podcast and help us continue to create quality content <laughs> by and for QT. P-O-C. What up, everybody? Hey. Hey. Oh, who is that? <gasps> who is it? Who is it? It's, it's you. me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Ian Field-Stewart, and I use they, them, she, her pronouns, and I'm a guest on today's podcast. Yes. Thank but you so much for being here. You might recognize that voice, uh, the voice of Ian Field-Stewart mm, from... from from topics include <laughs> yes we jokingly say our daughter podcast our daughter yes. our daughter podcast oh, yes oh I love that Oop, I love the daughter podcast <laughs> yes gotta keep it in the family in the house we have to name the mm-hmm. house that's what we have the house of Qtapak 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 yes we'll have topics yes. include what else will we have well what will everyone be walking you have to just pick your category well Carlos only walks face categories Oh, why? That's because Carlos oh, says she drag. only walks face category. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the shade is in that. I just, I was just like, why? Carlos is serving body. Carlos loves to walk face categories. Okay. Love it. Well, at least the way that's my what knee has says. been feeling, I have to walk face category too then because child, is, we getting old. The way your fa- your knee is set up The right way now? my knee the is way set up. The way my knee is set up, don't look at my face. Hi, I'm Jonathan, <laughs> a.k.a. Blasian F. I caught that. Blasian <laughs> He, him, pronouns. Uh, and you can find me everywhere on the internet but like just google me i saw what i always say but i prefer instagram so do that please call me jolie and that is how you will find me on the internet and my pronouns are they them theirs and Uh, what are you feeling like this week i've already been taffeta before so this week jacquard Mm. have i I been jacquard already is that like a planet in Star Wars? It could be if you really want it to. I thought, it's a I thought we were going for Jakaris. No, oh, hey. we we're going to go for like a dragon moment. Yeah. Oh, my, you know what? Yes. Mm. Yes. I, 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 Thank we you. We see each other. Thank you for, for verifying my spirit on Absolutely. this podcast. I appreciate I want to put on my reading you. glasses, though, because <laughs> we have a very interesting um, dynamic going on here right now. Now, we I, do. being the producer of Topics Include, sit in on every episode of the podcast. It's so true. And me being on this QPOC Life, I know what everybody does on this podcast. Uh and so this is a cutaway, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm really interested in knowing. So I don't want anybody have to feel like they have to defend themselves or that they're, they're on attack. But Joe, like, how does that make you feel that people use pronouns to identify from week to week? Because I've heard things oh, like I've yeah, heard the yeah, conversation yeah. talking about for context right. uh, on our on our um, on I think it was. 
our episode six of the podcast, yep. I believe mm-hmm. it was, we had a listener write in about um, cis, cis gay folks who were using pronouns um, as a way of kind of like, like, I don't know if you've ever been in the room where it's like cis gay men will be like, you know, like, especially white gay men will be like, oh my God, so my pronouns this week. I mean, like, I don't even really care, but like, I guess like, I'll just be like, they, them, and then like, you know, like Sierra, you know, it's just, and it's like yeah. some, something like that, you know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm in that room at least once a week. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so I think, <laughs> I saw it, I, I picked it up and I loved it. Hashtag P-A-O. Um, <laughs> um, but I think, so I think that when we, and we, um, as like an all trans podcast, had a conversation about what that means for us. But I think that um, for... I think what you're asking is kind of in the context of like more of like this room. I'm like, I don't really see anyone in this room who I would feel like does not like fits into like the norm of like cis gay per se. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, but I, so I think that, you know, like pronouns are meant to be representative of like how we, how we are meant to, um, how we want to be represented and how we want people to represent us. Because I think that's, for me, the most important thing about pronouns is not so much like how you referred to me in the room, it's how you referred to me out of the room. Right. Mm. Because, right. you know, when my mother is describing me to, you know, friends and family, it's like I need her to know which pronouns to be using to describe me so that, you know, that that's that's part of advocacy and that's part of what allyship looks like, right? Yet, but so many of these cis gays who are like, oh, who really cares about pronouns? don't care about pronouns in the way that they're not going to do the effort to get to know your pronouns and use them, use them respectfully. Right. right. Yeah. So I think the takeaway here is we can do it. Yeah. They can't do yes. it. Yes. Well, exactly. In terms of feeling this way or being joke, yeah, joking if, if, about if you, our pronouns. If you are, if you are, if I think that there, there are plenty of people who say like, you know, I really don't care what pronouns you use or they say, you know, I prefer, you know, she, her, and then mine or my name, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, but like, that like I know someone specifically um, who was like you know I really prefer to just hear my name, and that is that that's actually taking what the what this whole movement is about and actually utilizing it for you know what it's meant to be. Uh, like people talking about pronouns and people advocating for their own pronouns is a matter of this is how I need and want to be addressed to feel comfortable and safe, and that's a conversation for everyone to have. Right. But to sort of like adopt and you know colonize the culture for yourself as a means of sort of saying, oh my god, I'm like so woke that I can just kind of like play around and not even give a fuck because like who really cares? Like I love Taylor Swift and I love to put on heels sometimes and walk around, and then it's like so not at all the same thing or at all what we're doing here. So like, maybe not, you know, I think it's just, it's, it's, um, it's just different. I just mm-hmm. wanted to open up that small can of worms because. Yeah. You're messy today. I like it. It was messy, but. <laughs> you're so messy. Well, I, I, I don't think it was messy at all. I think, I think it's a very important conversation to have. And Ian, you made very good points because it really is about how, people remember how to talk about us as individuals when, when we're, we're not, not there. in the room. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's absolutely vital. And also, for me, at least in the context of our podcast, like, I'm talking to our listeners, and I do it very much, like, for the culture, if you will, where gender is is so much more than the words we use to identify ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that in adding levity to our conversation at this table about pronouns helps, like, it empowers me because it reminds me, you know what? This is how I You're non-binary. I'm non-binary. So your entire existence is already for up to your, like, 
Right. You're here, you're there. Well, it's represented and like, you know, I, 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 what we talked about on the podcast was very much limited to like cis people and cis gay men specifically right. who are co-opting and colonizing our culture. Right. I would never ever refer to that in, in a, I would never direct that at anyone who is gender nonconforming or non-binary. That, and like, the, that's part, for me, you know, that's part of the trans umbrella. That's part of the mm-hmm. trans family. So that doesn't really, those don't apply. I just wanted to make sure that people who know that I sit in on topics include, as well as host this QPOC Life, would not clock me and be like, why do you, why are you sitting in a room with JoJo who is playing with pronouns, but then you just sat on episode six of topics include, and they were but talking also, about... Jo- you you identify as non-binary. Right. So yeah. it's different. Yeah. So I wasn't trying to be messy or set up a You were fight definitely trying to be messy, but I liked it. But, I mean, I liked it. You but were trying to be messy. Conversation. It's you conversations know. like this that makes, <laughs> that makes us and the umbrella that we have a podcast known as the award-winning This QPOC Life. This QPOC Life. I just clapped. The you know, one and It's a setup. But um, <laughs> the one and the three. We like to uh, start off every episode uh, with a very serious talk like that. And then we roll into our self-care because self-care is, is a, a form, form of, of resistance. And we don't usually say mm. it together like that, but today's a new day. So. You know what? I so love what a new day and a new dawn. Can mm-hmm. you? We don't have the rights. Um <laughs> We don't have the rights, but it's seven seconds, right? Like, you can do whatever it's not, you want. That's not actually a thing. Oh, it's not? No. Copyright law? No. Let me yeah. tell you, I was watching this video because I've been, um, this, there's like and this 17-year-old boy, and he made a 30-minute video. He's got like 700,000 subscribers on YouTube, and he made Jeez. a 30-minute video complaining about someone taking down his video for copyright, and in. And like I was like, well, you used the music that they accused you of. Right. He was like, then he was he like looked it up. Like the there's this group in Los Angeles that was hiring people to take down um, folks' videos that use uh, any of their clients' music, so Warner Brothers or whatever. Right. He was like, I can't believe people are sitting around on their computers for eight hours a day. Look at like. Dude, that's Bitch, you wish. The, that's the law. Like, <laughs> right. Girl, and they you have wish hired you people. Cute. You they have hired people. So like if you if you want it to be cute, then like compose your own music. If that's like, all, like, do you realize like the things that I would do to have that job? Are you kidding me? Like yeah, right. all I gotta do is sit on my ass or wherever I'm going to be and listen to videos. And, it's and remote just, jobs. Chowu. Right. <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> <laughs> you so, could not stop me. And and honestly, like, you wish somebody were taking the time to sit at a computer all day. So, like, like that's all algorithmic. Why are people so ungrateful? No, there there is those positions. No, like, no, for sure. Like, the people who are like, okay, they look at the context and be like, okay, take that shit down. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Prince had a whole team. Mm-hmm. That's why you can find none of Prince's shit on the internet <laughs> before okay. he died. Yeah, and then he died in his estate, which is like money, and that's a, that's a completely different issue that I'm not pre- emotionally prepared to talk about. Speaking of so, what you are emotionally you prepared truth to talk us. about, thank you for your bravery. How are you doing this week, Joe? Lee? I'm doing well. You know, it's funny. I've I, I've been revisiting the Purple Rain album this week, so maybe that's why Prince is on the brain. Um, that album is just so good. It's so good. Mm. Like I haven't like Prince is like one of my primary inspirations as a musician. 
And I haven't like sat with a Prince album in so long. And so it was just nice to do that. It's um, been, it's been in New York, it has been the weather for that. Yeah, it really has been. But like the thing I love about about Purple Rain specifically is just like just how much of a complex musical and emotional journey you go on. Cause like it starts and it's just like really great feelings. And just like the narrative that it goes through and and the ways that that like Prince was somebody who was unafraid to play with with gender in his music, which was really, really cool. And um just refreshing and you know, watering the seed again, getting back in touch with like the things that inspire me was really, really nice. You better water that seed and you create. Know, it's it's so important. Just to like get back to get back to the basic things that inspire you mm-hmm. and just sit with those things and um just sort of get away from like the complexities of like, you know, well, it's supposed to be this and it's supposed to be that, and I'm supposed to feel this way. And just get the words supposed to and should out of my vocabulary, because those words do mm. nothing for anybody. Cause like what 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 should? What is should? Mm. You know, like the the idea of of should just comes from what a standard that we often don't fit into. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about it in like I'm really trying to think about like should, like I should be doing this, like. But like there it's are a matter of like, like I should be doing that. I know that I should be doing them because I want to be but something. That, that's the question, isn't it, though? Like, that's that's what I'm grappling with. It's like, I should be doing this because I want to do that. But, like, do I actually want to do it if I'm not doing it? Well, that's so meta. you know, it's, it's real meta. <laughs> it's <laughs> meta, that's where I'm but stuck. then, like, <laughs> but, like, I got a counter, like, because I've been thinking about this, um, especially with my knee, which I referenced earlier, there are, you know, there's physical illness mm-hmm. or physical barriers or physical things that can happen that you can physically, tangibly verify. Mm-hmm. I could say something is going on with my knee right now. Knock on wood, God forbid, um, or universe forbid or whatever you believe in forbid, um, that I go to <laughs> that I go to the doctor and then get like a MRI on my knee and then right. they're like, you know, something's wrong. But then the doctor also says like, okay, well, now you have to put in a brace and now you have to not be on it. Like these are physical things that you can see. Right. All that to say there are mental, there's mental stuff going When we talk about mental well-being, when we talk about mental illness, when we talk about self-care in order mm-hmm. to avoid uh, becoming uh, debilitated in such a way, ways that you can't really see but you can feel. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, should uh, in the in the formula that you presented, should want when I'm not actually doing it, what is the thing that's keeping you from actually doing it? So so I don't necessarily mean not saying that you're mentally ill, but saying that there is a mental something there that is blocking you yourself from doing that thing that you should be doing. When I think about the barriers, I don't necessarily I don't mean at all the circumstantial things that keep you from actually attaining that thing. You know, like if I want to go for a run, but my knee is saying I can't run right now, I, I'm not going to take responsibility for that. It's like I should be running. I can't run right now. That's okay. 
there but can are you yes for, and it for and say, for the for if we're talking about like physical fitness, just because my knee is funky and I can't necessarily go for a run doesn't mean I can't do yoga at home mm-hmm. on on the wooden floor with my hands and feet. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I feel like should just gives you the opportunity to create too many excuses. Yeah. Mm. When you're not looking at the actual barriers keeping at keeping you from doing what you say you want to do and analyzing whether or not you actually want to do those things. I love that. Cuz so. it's interesting cuz I think that we think of should so much as like should is like the step that gets us to all of the possibilities that we want to achieve, right? right? It's like you should do this so that you can get to this great thing or so that you can be this great thing. Right. But it's interesting to hear you talk about the idea of should as actually keeping you away from all of those amazing possibilities, right. you know, because you're not actually looking at how many possible ways you can become that thing you want to be. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. Because it's like, it's not about how you get there. It's just a matter of getting there. But you should be doing something that gets you there. You should be getting in one of the vehicles. You can be doing something that gets you there. That's And you know what, though? Like, I agree because I never, rarely am I like, I should be doing this. I always am like, I could be doing better. Like, Smite, (laughs) if you all know me, (laughs) I play this game called Smite. And it it becomes a time sink because I'm really good at it and I have become really good at it because— in times of me where I could be doing something else, I'll play Smite. But mm-hmm. Smite, for some reason, uninstalled itself on my computer and will not <laughs> reinstall. I don't know why. Of course. I've tried many times, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is just a sign from whatever EN referenced <laughs> as in place of the universe where I don't need to be playing Smite, but I could do better by creating or I could be do better by doing that, and I'm going to transition into my self-care now. For me, I have been setting up... Uh, the QPOC profiles, mm-hmm. which I have referenced like over the past two times. episodes, yeah, yeah. right? Um, uh, so I've been in pre-production. I've written all the, I think I have eight people that I'm interviewing in awesome. May. And I've written out uh, eight of the questions that I'm going to be ans- asking them. I've been coordinating with some of them, like location, date, uh, and things like that. So that's all stuff that at some point I did say, I want to be a well-known content creator online, mm-hmm. so I should be, or I could be. I think for me it was at that point, should. I should be doing more. I And that's how Q-pop, uh profiles came up. And I want to do a web series, so I should get some experience under my belt first. But along with that was I could be doing better. I've been doing stuff for 10 years, but I'm still not popular as other people. Um and I could be doing better myself. I keep on buying all this equipment, but mm-hmm. I'm not producing. So you could, I, you, I could be doing better. Um, but that's where I am now. Uh, been off. No, but see, you're doing it, and that's what's amazing. You know, you've turned you've turned that should into action, and that's that's what mattered. And that's what matters. And I'm I'm looking forward to what the results are. I like. I know a couple of the people that you've been talking about for for the QPOC profiles, and I'm really excited to see those stories. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, other bravo. than that, thank you so much. Other than that, I've been off of work. I've been I, we talked about the yep. scheduling of vacation days, and every day we're coming closer to me going back to work. Uh, so, which is this coming <laughs> Monday. By the time you hear this, I will be back at work. So, 
sad. Pobre. Uh, <laughs> Ian, self-care, how are you doing? What are you, what are you doing to keep yourself afloat? Uh, well, uh, professionally, um, I'm super packed right now. Um, I'm working as a Maybelline in Nia Witherspoon's Messiah, which will be going up at La Mama at the end of this month. Nice. Thank you. Um, I... A while ago, got cast as a lead in a web series, so awesome. um, that'll it's called Hotline. Um, that's going to be coming. We're going to have our first day of filming um, in a couple weekends, and so I'm excited to start that process. I ended a consulting gig. I'm also consulting, and then and then picked up another one right after that. Uh, consulting for Michael R. Jackson's A Strange Loop at Playwrights Horizons. Awesome. Um, so there's lots of things going on, as well as like topics include and all these um, other amazing things that I get to do. Um, um, I actually, I'll, I'll, I'll announce it here, actually, because uh, I officially signed everything. Um, TCG um, is flying me out for the national conference to Miami uh, to go and like do a couple of speaking gigs. And so I'm super excited th- about that because it's a really great opportunity. So I'm feeling like, you know, okay, the girl's like got her beat, you know, so, nice. um, you know, she's getting <laughs> flewed out. What is TCG for it's folks a that don't theater, know? theater communications group. It's a, it's a, pretty huge organization in theater and uh they're having all of these incredible people from all over the world coming in to be to speak and i get to be one of those people and That's so awesome. yeah so i feel really i feel like you know i put together my bio and i was like okay the girl has done some things okay you know <laughs> she was feeling her beat um i think that uh personally um it's interesting because i thinking of the idea of should right mm-hmm. because i think that the last time uh uh, we we uh, topics include had our for, our first uh, lost episode last week, um, but on the episode we talked about um, failure, and I think that my, my a lot of what I was talking about with failure had a lot to do with the idea of should right, which mm-hmm. was that you know I, I talked about the idea of you know in my career I'm very used to the idea of failure because. I'm, you know, an actress, like that's my primary love and dream. And so I'm used to like that, that was like part of my, like when I dreamed, I wasn't dreaming, like I'm going to go straight to Broadway. I'm like, no, I'm going to work for 10 years as like a gypsy and I'm going to be starving all the time and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and all this different stuff, like trying to, you know, like, you know, get myself into those rooms. Right. And then, you know, once my visions changed a little bit, then, you know, that, that idea started to change. But, right. but either way, you know, I've just grown up with the, in an industry that has told me this is all about failure, you you have to wait for your yes, and you have to get through a lot of no's to get there. But um, what I what I my relationship to failure is actually more of like myself as a person and feeling like wow, like I feel like a failure as a woman and as an adult in the fact that I still struggle to like you know get laundry out of the bag after like you know after <laughs> cleaning everything. You know the fact that my room is constantly you know just messy and mm. that I like you know, the sense of failure that I experience is like, oh, like there are people in my life who I feel like I'm not able to commit time to, you know, the like both like, you know, whether it be like with my partner or whether it be like with my mother and like, you know, mm-hmm. having to ask for help from home sometimes and what that looks like and the realities of that. And so I think that um I'm getting myself back onto a good track. Finally money is feeling a little less scary right now because when you're a consultant, like the dates that you get paid are very interesting. I, and, I know that game. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes people are like, I mean, do you really need to get paid on the date that we signed the contract for? I'm like, uh, we do. <laughs> it's so true because I won't work for you until then, you know? And so I think that that's starting to feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but undeniably, there is this sort of this sense and experience of like, 
what it feels like to kind of simultaneously be like, wow, like my career is going really well, but also like to feel as a person. But I feel like as a person, I'm failing and I'm not doing the things that I should be doing to be like a proper adult or a proper woman or whatever that looks like, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that, um, so I think that, uh, you know, this Taurus moon is kind of like, Shaking the foundations, and I'm trying to get myself back <laughs> on board. I'm like, ooh, okay. Ooh, we're going to get these foundations together, right? But um, overall, I think that uh, I have a lot of love in my life, and I'm sort of clinging to that and reminding myself of what it looks like to really hold that love. Yeah. I love all of that. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and that, that, really res- that really resonates with me, like the idea of how I should be as mm-hmm. an adult because and for all the same things that you just mm-hmm. mentioned like my I should make sure I get my laundry done at least you know make sure I'm at the laundromat as often mm-hmm. as I need to be and not just sort of like wait until I have nothing left to wear Child, that's <laughs> the struggle of my life or honestly beyond when I have nothing left to wear right know? true right same, I have to dig back same. into the laundry and start mm-hmm. hand washing underwear mm-hmm. it's like and and you it's funny how that can sort of weigh on your mind. Oh, no, it's totally you a know? mental illness. Like, I keep on saying mental illness, but, like, a mental barrier yeah. thing. And I've said that on the podcast as well. Like, my mental stability levels are completely, what's the word? I am biology graduate here, and I can't remember what this is. Proportionate. Uh, directly proportional to how clean my room is. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I can know that I can be in a bad place. And I'm the type of person I'll be sitting at my computer desk and be like, Jonathan, get up. We need to clean up this room right now because I am in a bad place. Well, and then I'll do it. You know, it's interesting. And like, and I feel the same way because um, a friend of mine, we've been working out of my my room to do vocal recordings and, and work on, on his music. And I don't want somebody coming into my room and it's a mess. Oh, that's a whole so. other layer. Because like, well, how about when... A grinder hookup is coming over, and I then you're less. like, I, I care you're like, less. You I clean the room I, and mm. you brush your teeth and take a shower. And I'm like, wait, I wasn't about to clean my room or brush my teeth or take a shower until someone else was coming over to my when house. I was, a, if if my room was clean when I was when I was a single girl, when you know, if my room was clean when you came over, it was because I actually cared about you. It, <laughs> See, truly, I could. Like, I could not find less of a care to give. Like, I just, I'm like, when it comes to, like, hookups and things like that, I don't care what you have to think. I don't care what you think of me. I don't care. Like, once again, when I was a single girl, for Mm -hmm. anyone in the room who may be concerned. Because we got some folks in the room. (laughs) We got some folks in the room. (laughs) Um, But, you know, when it comes to, like, hookups and things like that, I'm like, I could not care less about, like, truly, I'm like the girl who's like, you're here for one reason. You know why you're here. I'm not going to let you get into like my emotions and fuck with my shit. So come here, do what you're, do what you're here to do and then go. Mm. Like, then we're not mm. playing this game of like, you know, oh my God. So like, baby, no, 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 no. We're not doing all that. Goodbye. Leave. See, I, 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 I don't messy. do all you're, that either, but they, I still... They don't care. They don't care. They came here for one thing. I listen, listen. Sometimes I judge people's rooms when I go over there. Oh yeah, I mean you can judge not, it in yeah. the moment, but like yeah, but like when's the next time you're gonna see that person? Well, yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, listen, like, listen. I've had people invite me over to places, and I was like, well, this is not like, the ideal it's place. Like, but also, it's like I know why I came here. <laughs> it's like if I walk into a space and it is just like grungy, 
Then I'm going to be like, okay. Dogs in the hallway. The, the idea of this was cute. They're a hoarder. It's not cute anymore. It's out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. If the space, like, turns me off, it turns me off. Right. But also, like... The space can turn control. me off. Like, smells can turn me off. Anyway, speaking oh, of going other places... How bad do you think my room is? Damn, girl. I, at least I keep it the nice <laughs> right? smelling. Right? Speaking of going Wait other places... Wait a minute. Whoa, we can't go put my gonna... business out there on these streets like that. Don't have people out. Like, this is a new audience. They don't know me. <laughs> no, 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 girl. You're not going to do that. After no, no. the break... We're going to be talking about the Prince of Egypt. We're going to so give our today. Game of Thrones recap. We're going to talk about Mayo Cella, ABC's new show, Mixed Dish. So we'll be right back. We're back. On we're back. Hold on. Und we're back. Keep that in the edit. Fine. Und we're back. We're back. Uh, Und we're back. <laughs> Prince of Egypt, the musical, has been announced on London's West Ooh. End. And here we go. So Ooh, we got some musical theater people feelings. in here. We got everybody in here is well, I don't know everybody. We got some folks. Uh not not performers. 75% of the people in the room. <laughs> the audience. The vocal. Are, the, the, the vocal studio audience today are, is not a fan yeah. of musicals. Yeah. Oh, not? Really? Oh, my. Yeah. My sister's not either. What? Your sister yeah. comes to our concerts, which are not musicals, but... That's about as much as she can take. Oh, my. <laughs> well, Prince of Egypt, which I don't know if I'm going to be able to take because uh, Sammy from uh, Topics Include Topics actually include. alerted me to the fact I had tweeted this um, alerted me to the fact that this is this pretty mm-hmm. much the same production that got dragged because it was yeah. an all white cast it actually got stopped stopped yeah <laughs> no in 2000 in 2017 I think in the summer of 2017 um, they announced their cast and Black Broadway as well as like white ally Broadway <laughs> like collectively rose as one and said no the you Avengers. shall not. And then the production was stopped. I love the wow. lollipop guilds. Yeah, I mean, for that's white ally. <laughs> that's just how I. Oh goodness, that's them. That's me. Understood. <laughs> oh, so what are we looking forward to? I mean, I'm, I'm looking, looking forward to casting. I'm looking forward to casting coming out, and if not, I'm looking forward to the ticket that these people will have to pay me to come out and see that production, and then like completely drag it. But you know, oh. or like the or like you know, I'm looking forward to like if you cast all white people, like because the Prince of Egypt is a black classic. You're not going to take that away from us. You will not take it away from us. It's true. The Prince of Egypt is a black classic. Mm-hmm. We all love the Prince of Egypt, and Whitney Houston and Mariah. Ka- I don't need to say nothing. Right. I they, do not need to say they nothing. They did not put away their blood feud for us to not uh, have this moment. Listen. Listen. <laughs> because, honey, Mariah and Whitney both were sat up on that stage in that music video, and the the, the warm lights was hitting them, and the fans were going. And that screen going. that you could see through honey, lifted up. and then it lifted, and it was the orchestra. <laughs> Bitch, you could never. You could never. You will not take this from us. <laughs> but And Sorry. also giving Prince us our favorite, one of our favorite, you know, legendary gifts. Whitney turns around. Oh, that's yes. what that gift, that, that gift is from? Yes! 
But I mean, and also listen, like I'm I'm a I'm an adopted child. So like when honey, when she put that baby in the river and it was I was like, oh. that's me! <laughs> I'm the baby in the river. Someone come find me. <laughs> like, baby, like you listen, listen. So, you can't, you can't. So in terms of casting, do we want black people? Yes. Because I'm Egypt confused. Is in Africa. It's about the Jewish people, though, right? Egypt is in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just concerned about what our Jewish brethren might think if it's there all are the black, black people. Jewish people. Okay. There are Egypt black Jews. is in Africa. <laughs> so the animated, I, I'm only playing white devil's advocate at the Listen, moment. Listen, Brian Stokes Mitchell already gave y'all the voice. This, like, you have the instructions, just go do. <laughs> okay. like, like, it is all laid out. Just go do. It's I'm not very be, simple. It's I mean, very simple. Th- I only care that they do it right. That's all mm. I care about. And here's like, the thing. If y'all are desperate to have white people, if you are just, if you're like, we need white people, then you need to at least make sure that you are, like, balancing sort of like, okay, so let's look at, like, who is considered, like, I mean, because if you go and do it, if you go and do it, then you're going to have to do this interpretation where the white folks are, like, the people in power or the white people are the slaves, which... That would be cute. Mm. I'd be down for that. I'd be down for the white people being slaves. You don't think that people making Pharaoh white would then cause backlash as to it should have been? I mean, of course. Been. No, it, like, listen, doing it, you can do it right, but if you are insistent on doing it wrong as white people have been for centuries, <laughs> then then do it, then do it like real wrong. Then fuck it all like, the way at, up. Like then actually, <laughs> then actually like stand in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. like, I, I, listen, if you're going to be racist, Mean that shit. <laughs> you cast Pharaoh as a white person, and you make the black and you make the black people the slaves. You do that shit because then at least we know you don't give a fuck. But then with this whole like, oh, we cared so much, and we looked for black actors. We said, where are they? And we looked near and far, and they were nowhere. Cut to. Black people shut down your production last time, and they were all from Broadway. So you Ugh. could also just hire those people, right? Just, just hire them. So that's fine. I'm li- listen. Brian Sooks Mitchell is available. Listen, like, okay, like, I mean, Titus like, Burgess. I, I, Titus, Ooh, I'm Titus waiting for, for a comeback. Who could Ooh. Titus Burgess be in? This? Oh no, no, no! One, the, one, one, one of the, one of the, yes, one of the. You're playing with the baby. Yeah, 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 girl, <laughs> Titus would eat that shit yep. up. Okay, yeah. okay, that would be a gag. Yep. Okay, we're casting this right now. So Ooh. Titus Burgess as one of the court jester people for Pharaoh. Who's who's Moses? Oh, Moses. Okay, hold on, hold on. Has to be, well, could oh, be a baritone, well, who, usually who a baritone. Did, who just did, um, Oh, he is a baritone in that. Who just did, um, who just did, um, uh, The Red oh, wait, Live, but wait. was actually talented. What's his name? See, I'm not going to shade people Red like Live, that. But the one that played talented. Mark? The black one. Brandon? Brandon. No. Brandon what? Brandon what Dixon, right? Isn't maybe, those? maybe, maybe. He's got three names. I'm so terrible okay. with names. I just want Brandon Billy. Victor Dixon. I want yes. Billy Porter to star it. opposite oh. Titus Burgess. <laughs> Billy <laughs> the gag. I'm just like <laughs> you with the excitement. The gag. <laughs> I just, I need the both of them together. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, though. I need you to really think about that because that would All be... All that gay energy on stage at once? Oh, my God. But look, that, that perpetuates a stereotype that the gays are the evil people. No, sis. It, it perpetuates the stereotypes that gays like smoke and fog, and they do. 
and and sparkles and sparkles and astrology because they have all the gods. Tricks, tricks and tricks and hoes. That is what the gays like. Speaking of which, do not take this from me. So let's step out of casting and then go into numbers. Oh my god. So with Titus Burgess and Billy Porter as those two jesters or whatever they are in that the number playing with the big boys now. Can you imagine the stage effects and the production behind that with the different gods and the chorus and all priests. that Priests. That's what we're going to call them. Okay, they're priests. They're priests. Okay, priests. I think they are the priests, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. That makes me so happy. But also, <laughs> the parting of the Red Sea will be a thing. And for me, anyway, Deliver Us, the opening number. Le- Listen. No, yeah, that has you, to be I have squelted, when I have scre- When I tell you that I have squelted Deliver Us in my Birmingham, Alabama living room, <laughs> honey, from the age of six up. She said, deliver us, baby. Deliver us. She said, deliver, honey. And she was talking, she she didn't know what she was talking about. She was probably talking about going like, she was like in preschool talking about, deliver us, get me out of here, Jesus. But she said, get us out. I also, I Ooh. feel like, my like, heart can't take this. Prince of Egypt as a musical also has a really interesting opportunity to cast Arabic actors. Yeah. And hello. Because, yes. I mean, if you listen to Deliver Us and you listen to all of that delicious um, um, modal music that happens during it, it's just like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's so good. Wait a minute. I, there is someone who I like need to look up right now. I'm so sorry. We, we cannot move on without me figuring out who this woman's name because I'm so bad with names. No, 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 no. Oh, what is her name? So, say, oh, Seikon Sengblo as, oh, yes. um, as Sephora. Yes. Mm-hmm. That would be a gag. Mm-hmm. Seikon as, oh my gosh. For those Y'all who don't know, she is, uh, she did, uh, I mean, she's done a lot, but she, at least I was introduced to her through Rick Wicked. She was mm-hmm. Black Alphaba. If you also are a follower of Scandal, she had, she was like um, the secretary of defense or something like that, and she was sleeping with Fitz for a cute second because oh. he, loves, he loves black women. Oh, oh, he sure, yeah. Shonda loves writing those stories. Ooh, oh, child. she but loves this world. Li- listen, she honey, that's loves this We can't get into world. that swirl life. We are about to talk about mixed. Yeah, oh, we are. Child. Speaking of, let's go on to mixed real quick because it's not in the script, but I wanted to talk about it because everybody here is I don't actually like know anything about it. Why the, tr- so basically, um, see, season six of Blackish is coming out and, tra- and they're doing a spinoff with Tracy, that's going to be called Mixed-ish. From when she was younger. Which I'm like, oh. okay. So, Justin, well, friend of the it's podcast. Not with Tracy. It must be with the younger version of It'll Tracy. be the younger version of Tracy. Okay, good. Because I'm like, listen, so, if Tracy's on a show, I have to watch it. But that, that title alone just makes me cringe. It's yeah. making a lot of people cringe. Uh, and Justin Jay, who is a friend of the podcast, uh, did a video today talking about how there are already too many mixed stories. You know, anytime you show mixed people, it's black and white. Um, why can't it be about, uh, you know, if it's going to be black mixed, then, you know, Asian. black Asian or like... Or something. even better, like black and like Latino. Or yeah, black, like black even and me. That. Yeah, or <laughs> you're everything. So like, but the thing that I like... At least for Justin, and I I retweeted this and I said, like, and I've also been having this conversation a lot, specifically today, May 3rd. I don't know why, because uh, I'm a, bu- a part of a bunch of mixed groups. But um, mixed people specifically do have their own set of experiences apart from the black community, which we also do have those experiences. Yeah. And the thing that I think that certain black people forget is that we do have our own thing whether it's running through a store and translating for your mom 
or whether it's fighting the police every day. Like, I mean, I would, I would disagree with that. I've never experienced black people not understanding what it means to oh. be mixed in that capacity. Oh, like, oh I no, have. Black people have okay, told me that I, I am black. And, and if I identify as Filipino, <laughs> then I'm wanting mm. to be anything other than black. I've had people tell and me that and all I the can, time. I, and I talk about this on my vlogs all the time. I, I can very comfortably say, as a black man, X, Y, Z. But let me say, as a Filipino man, or let me say, as an Asian man— Nobody's having well, that. Well, here's the thing is I think that that also is because a lot of the times when people are doing that, it's rooted in anti-blackness. Like that because oh, I yeah. mean like like I'm mixed with I'm mixed with black and white. We child I'm adopted, who knows? But like, you know, uh that has that was a lot of like my experience growing up. And I also grew up in the South. So my context for a lot of this is very different and very like because like baby, it's like the way that I was taught it, it's like we was just recovering from the one drop rule. So like <laughs> people was looking at me like like my mother like is a white woman who raised me and was like, No, 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 you're black. Like you're never gonna walk out of the world and be white. So like so I think that's also the different thing of right when you're black and white, yeah, there is, that is definitely a like, different thing. I can never pass as white. You yeah, know, no. there's some mm-hmm. there's some there's some mixed like black folks who can do that, but I'm never someone who can pass as white. Like I can definitely pass as like, oh, you're so ambiguous. What are you? But like mm-hmm. I just don't ever pass as like there's nothing about you that is like of color, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, so I'm never passing for white. But I think that the difference I think that what you're pointing out is a difference that I've haven't experienced, which right. is like, what it means to be black and then another race. And of these color. are different th- Within even just that side of the argument, there are different universes and layers. And so what you said at the top of your last statement was anti-blackness. And yes, true enough, there are black people within the black community who are quote-unquote mixed, but only a 16th Cherokee from somewhere on there. And then they mm. will ride that mixed Honey. horse all the way to, away from Antwerp. <gasps> that's oh not God. me, though. No, I, I know that. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not saying that to you, you that. but a lot of people through my life have— witnessed other black people be like, nah, I'm mixed. Like, but and I think that that's the thing to like kind of grapple and the, with, right? Is and like they're mad at them, and so they're mad at me. Well, and yeah, I, or people but, I think, like me. but I also think that's something to grapple with and hold on to. Is like if we recognize that like there are centuries of like anti-blackness in which like we have histor- historical references of like pe- and and present references of people who are like, man, I ain't like none of those blacks. I like like I'm just I'm just you know I'm like Cherokee or I'm like you know I'm just really like this like I'm not I'm, like who distance themselves from blackness in an in a socio-political attempt to move away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From mm-hmm. like what like the consequences of being black while still benefiting from their ambiguity and their exoticism and right like I think that that is like something to like hold on to. It's like which is uh, like for, I guess for me I have a hard time saying like aim the lens at at, at black folks for that because it's like. I'm gonna be mad at black folks for being pissed at how we've been treated over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, so, like, I get that's it. why that's why I mentioned that is just to say, like, you know, I, I have a hard time saying that we should aim the lens at black people who get mad at that shit and more saying, like, hey, I hear where you're coming from, but I'll like let me like let me just say to you, that's not the mode that I'm coming from. Right. You know? And that's what I've always had to do yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. with people who are our mutual friends who you don't know who I'm talking about, but we could very quickly find out. <laughs> Edit here. Edit here. I don't even want to say that because it's shady. You are so messy today, girl. Keep going. <laughs> um, but no, like, I'll edit here, but I'm still going to say the same thing. But no, that's the thing that I've had to deal with with people that are our friends, mm-hmm. uh, that are prolific writers who are consultants on really big shows and who are beacons in the black community, especially here in New York, mm-hmm. who have talked about mixed people before and like, I feel very attacked, and then I have to stand up in front of their followership and mm-hmm. be like, 
what you just said, like, hey, I know that's the experience, but let me tell you why my experience is different. Then I just get dragged and shouted well, down. And the, yeah, well, interesting. Part, part yeah. of it is is not allowing for other people's lived experiences and under and allowing those things to be valid because everybody like wants their experience of of how the world works to be the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's been my experience, at least, because I'm mixed with so many different things. Mm-hmm. And the moment, like, you know, I can walk around my neighborhood and people assume that I'm Puerto Rican, but the moment they find out I'm anything else, they want to erase those things. And because I don't speak Spanish, it it be, presents a problem for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm in other circles, like, for example, at at rehearsal— because I'm so vocal about being pro-black, everybody just assumes that I'm black. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about anything else, everybody forgets about the fact that I am also Japanese and Puerto Rican. Have you ever been invited to the Latinx picture? I had to remind them to Ooh. include me in something before. Mm. But they didn't invite me into the picture. I just was putting makeup on at the time. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it, actually, this Tupac Life has been around for th- uh, going on three years, and we were wanting to do a mixed episode. So I don't want to get too deep into the discussion because someone who's missing today was supposed to be heading that, Zach. Uh, so <laughs> it's already going to be gag enough that we've had this much uh, catharsis around True. it. I, so. I do want to take out one quick thing from it, though, which is just to reference and which references mixed dish because I think that like this is th- in in this very conversation we are I think that like I'm both highlighting my, myself and and the conversation in general in the fact that it's like there is the assumption right of like when you are mixed with black and white it is a different experience than being mixed with like both like both ra- like races of color non black POC and black or something you know what I'm yeah. saying with another like you know with that and what that looks like yeah right I hope because, that the show con- like does but that you know that it they won't, won't. Yeah. because tra- like that's not like one that's not like part in, in blackish that's not part of like that character right. like Bo's um, like history is like it is black like black and white and that's the thing is like if this show was going to be expanding all of that that would be actually interesting because it is interesting to consider what it means to be mixed as like a black and white person and the fact that it's like you're never able to like talk about your other side because you're never able to actually mobilize yourself in that direction you're never mm-hmm. going to be racially anything but unless you can but like you know, it, yeah so all of that to say like. That's why that's why the title is cringy to me because it's just like okay I don't think that you're actually going to talk about what it means to be mixed and what that actually looks like I think you're going to talk to talk about what it means to be like someone like me and I'm like girl I'm tired of hearing about me like and I actually want to <laughs> succeed in this world but I'm tired of hearing about me so like please don't make a show about it and I love Tracy <laughs> please don't do this to Tracy all right the battle of winterfell y'all um, <laughs> My edges were on, they were standing vertically the entire time. So Our friend good. Matt said he stood during the whole episode, like, across the living room, <laughs> like, fighting the, <laughs> fighting the air. Mm. Like, I, I was, like, literally in bed, just clutched up on the studio audience, just, like, just clutched up, just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, the whole time. It was so good. Like, it was. My sister, so it was I, three things in one. It it really it was, was a Lord of the Rings style type, Lord of the Rings style dr- war drama. Mm-hmm. It was a horror movie, mm-hmm. and then it was mm-hmm. an action movie. It was <laughs> so good. Like my sister, we we um we have like our TV nights. Like we watch Drag Race on Thursdays, and then we watch Game of Thrones on Sundays. And the both of us are sitting on the couch, 
and on the edge of her seat, and she's just like staring because we have to watch it on an iPad. She's just staring at the iPad like this, and I'm on the opposite corner, and I'm like cradling a fucking throw pillow because mm-hmm. I can't deal with it. Like I already hate horror movies as it is, but like, like zombies are a particular nightmare for me. Oh, really? <laughs> because Interesting. the thing about about zombies versus like any other, um, um, like. Horror, movie horror creature fantasy thing. creature thing is that you can't reason with zombies. Mm-mm. You know, like they just like their whole mission is to just overwhelm and overrun. There's yeah. so many of them all the time. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. just it's horrifying. <laughs> I mean, something about this episode, I think. I I guess this can be our like entrance point into it, but like right, something about this episode that I think was so effective was the sheer numbers, like mm-hmm. because it's like I think that, and I think that this actually highlighted for me from like a socio political lens of like how we kind of how death to us is never really like made. It's like like you know we, it was just like oh the, the the night king is going around like killing all of these people right mm-hmm. and it's never really made like physical like it's not like a, a visceral experience for us and i feel like this like over the cuz over those two episodes we kept on like getting messages like the night king is killing more people and gathering an army right, oh, right. and we never that never but that's never really visceral for us because it's just something that we hear about right, right. and i think that happens to us every day right it's like we hear about like you know this person died or this group of people died or this country was you know whatever and it, it's not a visceral experience but this took like all of that information we've been given and really o- over the entire like season mm-hmm. uh, series, series right yeah. and made it like this is what actually like this is what death looks like right like we, even when like, they did the, the hard home episode mm-hmm. yeah, yeah like yeah, it wasn't north. this bad yeah, yeah like I was like it was another one of those situations, <laughs> yeah, though, right? where you're like, "What the fuck is about to happen?" When, like when when the Dothraki were like going out, and it, and then it was and just then like the that lights like, just wall. started going out. That, but it, for me, this that wasn't even the scariest part because I had predicted that was going to happen, oh. and the, it was for me like the wall. Yeah, that was the that was like when when it's just like we just got the glimpse of like. <laughs> Yeah, this like, cloud thing coming up and coming toward them. Uh-huh. And, that, but, and it's like, when when it was like, I was looking at, like, um, then when, like, the, the creatures just, like, the whites just started, like, laying down as a way to, like, put out the fire. Yeah. And then they were just crawling over each other. To get, yeah. It's like, this is, they were, it was insane. The, the thing that sealed the deal with, like, how horrible it all was was when they were all climbing all over the dragon. Oh and the dragon started flying away and like they're still covered yeah. in zombies. I'm like, why? <laughs> I love that why? the dragon's pronouns were there, by the way. That was really nice yeah. for me. I mean, you know, like we Hot make take assumptions. At that moment, uh, I was like, okay, this is it for Daenerys. Don't care. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, mean, I wouldn't have been honey, surprised if they was... ended it for her there because, like, this show has like that doesn't honor they its, ca- its expectations. And no. if they were going to do it that way, then I was and, happy but, with it. But I think that I think that she's going to get like a real, real death because I think that they. I think that what they're doing is they're kind of setting us up to like like her less and less because, honey, she was sat up in there and she had that sword clutched in her hand mm-hmm. with nothing but two hands and the <laughs> and the love of Christ, honey. She, she was said, trying. Oh, please let me get... And I was mm-hmm. like... And it, was, and it was in that moment that I was like, baby, if you ain't got your dragons, what are you? Exactly. Like, you ain't been trained... Like, you ain't been training with all these... I've never seen her use a fight. With. Like, a, a friend of mine who is um, um, a Native American and indigenous uh, activist actually like, was messaging me about the episode and was like, you saw how they sent out all the brown indigenous oh, yes. people to oh, the yeah. first for these white people. Le- right? yeah. And I was Left like... the unsullied <gasps> outside. I, I was saw, like, my God. I said... I, that that's the right first thing I saw. Well, I that's said, the first thing I said to my I'm roommates. I'm like, so genocide? 
Because yeah. <laughs> an entire race of people that was, all of them that, right. that was all of them. Yeah. And then when they were retreating, they had the Unsullied, which I think are black, at least Grey Worm is black, had to stay outside while all the white people ran inside. Right. Mm. Also, they don't like black people in Winterfell. They've established that over two episodes. They've, they've never seen black people in right. Winterfell. <laughs> and and they've, they've made it a point to show that in the opening of yeah. episode one Which when I the army was, was coming, they cut to the old white people like, mm. I just need And then in the very next episode, my, they did that. My favorite with, thing. Uh, Misandry. I'm just going to say, Misande is my MVP from that episode. Misandry. Because she was about to come for... Wait, this, this episode. Misandry, the, the black girl. Yes. Yes. I keep thinking you're saying misandry, and I'm like, that's yeah. not the thing. <laughs> that's not it. Um, um, the way that she was about ready to collect Sansa in the oh, crypt, yes. I was like, yes, get, get her, get drag her edges, because I don't like Sansa. That's fair. I want to. Oh, I don't like her I don't either. like her. I, mean, I don't like the Starks, st- period. She kind of won me over a little bit. Just a little for, bit? Just for being like, just for being a, like a hard ass. And I'm like, okay, like standing cool. standing in which, her which, journey. Which I like, appreciate. The bitch has been through trauma. Oh, yes. Which I appreciate. But I still see that little finger influence in her, yeah. like, trying to get all the chess pieces. Yeah, but Missandre said, bitch, the queen will do that shit. Right. By the way. <laughs> yep. And then she just walked off and I said, hey, that is not a black woman. <laughs> She said, listen, I'm going to just drop this truth on you and walk away, knowing that if you follow me, it's about to pop off. Right. So, and and Sandra, Sansa said, right. listen, I have been through too much. For me. I was I, like, mm, Crystal's just... Auburn baby hairs. Ooh. Get them. Speaking Get them. of Auburn, <laughs> Melisandre showed back up on the doorstep she of Winterfell. Did indeed. You, my favorite thing, uh, one of my favorite things about this episode was how little dialogue there was in uh, this for oh my God. episode. That fucking, like, silent movie at the top of the episode where <laughs> yeah. was, I was, like, that was so, I was just like, and it was stomach. And it was so smart because the last two episodes have been very dialogue heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're they're just, like, silence. But, like, the, the thing that made Melisandre's presence in the episode so effective was the fact that she barely speaks. Well, A, she's back. Right. She hasn't been back all season. At all. It's like, I, I said something when she rode up on that horse. I went, where you been, Melisandre? <laughs> hey, girl, come back. Where has she been? She got exiled. But honey, and then honey, she said, baby, don't even come at me. White man, don't come at me with all this I'm bullshit. I'm going to be by the dawn. Right. Mm. Said, well, well, all the fuck is then? She said, baby, I have, a, I have one task left to do. The Lord of Light said, baby, you better set these fires a couple times. And right. you better look at her and say, Blue eyes. You got me, bitch? Blue eyes. You feel me? I, and I was, when I first saw that, I thought that she was saying, like, you know, oh, yeah, like, you know, you're going to kill me. And I was like, well, she is facing death with quite a bit of just So it was funny because my sister and I both had the realization that Arya was, go- what, Arya was going to end the Night King at mm. the same time. The both of us went, oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, and when it happened, did you get it, though? We were, it was like 15 minutes before the episode ended. Child, not me. Wait, because you oh, because she said, "What do we say to death?" And she said, "Not today." Yeah, because because um because Janet and I have both read the books. Uh huh. Um, and so just like that's like remembering those details and remembering that specific prophecy about Arya, and I was just like, oh, oh. Oh, and then the both of us. Yeah. Like, my favorite Chum. fan theory about how that happened, though, because, like, even though, like, you see Arya creeping around all the zombies, was that Bran was actually warging the ravens to pick Arya up and drop her. Oh. <laughs> what was Bran doing? What the fu- I, mean, we, I have a feeling we're going to find out in yeah, the next Yeah, he episodes, was doing something. But, like, people are like, he was, was like, useless, and no, he's been doing something. He, he was, was doing, like, he better have been. <laughs> right. He we'll find out. Like, 
Theon. Okay, edit no here. One. Uh, yeah. Okay, so um, ooh. Speaking now, the, the, speaking, speaking of, of the White Walkers and the White Walkers as well, actually, <laughs> honey, we can talk about either one. I have so many theories. White Walkers as white as the spread of white supremacy. Think about yes. it. Yes, there's a climate change. Some people say climate change. Because the white, say white folks are, that are fighting down in Westeros are the, the white supremacy. Well, considering that it was written by a white it's man. A poor metaphor. A poor metaphor. But I thought, like, that's what I was kind of like. I was like, I was like, ooh, the spread of white supremacy. I want to Actually, guess that. because the white walkers were created by Mother Nature when the first men came over and were fucking up the continent. That's why they even made Old Boy. Because she, the remember mm-hmm. the wood girl was like yeah, we were losing that. so we had to do something so no yeah the the children of the forest created, created the, the night king the night king I don't know the because tracks. It's they just were an idea that I had. Mm-hmm. because they were losing the war against the first men yeah 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 yep well anyway Game of Thrones predictions for the next episode I, predictions I for the whole series I want Cersei to win I think there's gonna be a lot of setup in the next episode. A lot of setup. Um, oh yeah, I don't think so. I don't think they. Have I think time. they're. I think they're set up because. Well, because so, Amelia Clark said, "Watch episode five yeah. on the biggest TV that you can find." Because I feel like I feel like episode five is going to be. I feel oh, like well, episode six is the, is re, is where everything resolves. Episode five, I feel like is going to be like something thing that just like smacks everybody sideways. I think the next episode. So I put it like this to somebody: they still have to get to the Iron Islands. To and then get to the Iron Islands, get the ships, get down to King's Landing. Um, they have to figure out what's going to happen with with John and um, Danny, and then figure out who gets what who gets what in the divorce of Ice and Fire, and then they have to talk about what the fuck Bran was doing. They have to get to Cersei. They have to, somebody has to deal with Cersei. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to do. Like, there's a whole lot to do. (laughs) Yeah. But mostly the divorce of Ice and Fire. My my predictions are that whoever wins, we're going to think that we know who's won the Game of Thrones. And then at the last minute, and this is just, this is like, I I have the prediction that we're going to think that there's like the one winner and we're like so sure that it's that person. We're like, okay, cool. And then something drastic is going to happen. My prediction of what that drastic thing was going to be is that Bran is going to like have stabbed them in the back and then we get and like Bran is like stood about the chair and he's like, bitch, I was ready for this this whole time. (laughs) Y'all just took me where I wanted to be and I just stayed in the back. Um, And then uh, my other prediction is that Danny is going to have have the opportunity to save John and let him die. Okay. In the pursuit of the throne, and that will be why they end up killing her because she does something so unjust. And I think that Brienne of Brienne is going to die for Jamie, mm. or in in the pursuit of like fighting for Jamie, will die. Okay, yeah, I think Brienne is going to kill Cersei because Cersei kills Jamie. Because interesting. Okay, yeah. I could see it. Yeah, I I'm gonna let those stand because I don't have any prediction. I I all I want is for. Cersei to win, Daenerys to die, and Bran to somehow win. I want Whatever Arya that to means. win. I don't care about Arya because you, like two episodes, listen, two we, episodes we ago, episode, she was giving me, there. she was giving me, um, she was giving me that fucking trial. She was giving me that southern family, 
that Southern family tie, like, John went off to college and found all these people to come <laughs> help you at home. And then she's like, fuck that family first type stuff. And it really just triggered me to be like, bitch, you can't see beyond your own needs. However, Listen, she did redeem herself a little bit by killing the Night King, although I kind of stand the Night King. I have this picture of Brandon the Night King holding an umbrella on set, and I kind of like it. Anyway, we've got to go. Brick is kicking us out. So until then, we want you to be well and be swell and all that. I'm Jonathan, a.k.a. Blation FMA. I'm Jolie. I'm Anfield Stewart. And this was This QPOC Life. Life. The award-winning This QPOC Life, even. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This QPOC Life. This episode of This Tupac Life was recorded at Brick Arts Media in downtown Brooklyn, New York. Remember, you can talk to us at This Tupac Life on social media and our website, www.thiscupac.life. You can also email us using ask at thiscupac.life. If you enjoyed the show, please share us with your friends and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Facebook. Five whole stars. All of the stars. Uh, thanks for being a part of this Tupac family. Talk to y'all later.